Well, hello there, stranger. It's me. <laughs> Welcome back to the long-awaited. Actually, you guys probably forgot I even had a podcast. Area 81 podcast. Uh, this is a newscast, of course. Uh, it's a quickie. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, I just want to establish a few things. I'm still alive. Secondly, um, first off, let's just uh, let's just stop here and uh, remind everybody that there is a contest going on, and I think it's pretty much over with. But um, February 14th at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time is the end of the contest. So that's like less than 48 hours as you hear this, maybe even less than that. All you got to do is go to my Instagram page and like the post and tag a friend or just tag a friend and be following myself and bump box with two X's and you're entered to win as many people as you can tag. I'm telling you, chances of winning are still really high if you just go over to the Instagram page, Area 81 Podcast, and do that. Secondly, uh, if you have a podcast or something like that, head over to um, poddex.com, P-O-D-D-E-C-K-S.com. Check out some of the merchandise they have, um, a lot of topics, cards, um, subject matter, that you can use for your show to make it a little more interesting. Check it out and use the promo code AREA81 to receive a nice little chunk of money off of that purchase. With that said, let's get started with some of the news. In Moscow, a Russian gallery <laughs> says that one of its security guards added eyeballs to a faceless uh, work of art. The painting Three Figures by Anna Leporskyaka was defaced when it said the suspected culprit worked for a private company providing security at the gallery. The painting, dated from the 1930s, shows three torsos and heads with hair but no facial features. The vandal drew eyes on the two of them with a ballpoint pen. <laughs> the Yeltsin Center said the painting has been sent for restoration uh, to the gallery of Treyakovskabadliga, which owns the artwork. The Russian news site RBK said a criminal case has been opened on charges that carry a sentence of up to three months in prison. The picture had been reportedly insured for 74.9 million rubles. Sounds like a lot, but it's almost a million dollars. The damage can and will be repaired. This news is neither funny nor strange, but uh, it's about Bob Saget, who passed away last month. They say that Bob Saget's death stemmed from an accidental blow to his head. In a family statement, uh, the comedian from Full House was found dead January 9th in a Florida hotel room. He performed in the area the night before as part of his stand-up tour. The authorities, and I quote, have determined that Bob passed from head trauma, the Saget family said. They have concluded that he accidentally hit the back of his head on something. He thought nothing of it and went to sleep. No drugs or alcohol were involved. Um, damn, man, that stinks. Uh, I remember growing up, my parents, if I hit my head, they're like, don't let him go to sleep. Don't let him go to sleep. Uh, I guess that's that's true. <laughs> Says Saget, who was 65, was found on his hotel bed. There were no signs of foul play. Authorities had said last month a hotel security officer had entered the room after Saget had failed to check out. 
and called 911 when he found him unresponsive. Next up, a Massachusetts game show winner on The Price is Right was hoping to win a getaway to some tropical locale during a recent appearance on the game show. Instead, she won a trip to New Hampshire. And New Hampshire is a <laughs> is the neighbor of Massachusetts. Uh, Catherine Graham had already won a fire pit and a love seat when she was picked to go on stage and play side-by-side -side with host Drew Carey. Then she found out she'd be playing for a trip to New Hampshire, which was just across the border from Massachusetts. She won by correctly guessing the value of the prize was $7,696 instead of $96,000. I'm sorry, $9,600. Does that make sense? $9,676. I didn't do good at math. I don't got a smart brain. Graham confessed she was hoping for somewhere a bit more exotic than the live free or die state, which she's already visited a million times, she said. I wish it was Tahiti or someplace, or Bora Bora. A cruise around the world, maybe. Sorry about that, Catherine. A man upset about Canada's mask mandates threatens the wrong Ottawa. A man who wanted to join the protests in Canada's capital over mask mandates called in a bomb threat so that police would waste their time chasing it, authorities said. But he called the wrong Ottawa. He actually called Ottawa, Ohio. A 20-year-old man from Akron, Ohio, called the Putnam County Sheriff's Office twice Monday, said uh, Sheriff's Captain Brad Brubaker. The first time, he made a bomb threat. In the second call, he said he'd been shot. Uh, that's when they found the man was talking with someone in Ohio. He wasn't paying attention and just called the first number he found. He was mad about the man mask mandates. The sheriff's office said it would ask the county prosecutor to consider charges against the man. Well, he's dumb, so there's that. I'd say that's time served. This one's pretty cool. Uh, three friends who have attended every Super Bowl plan their final trip. From Portland, Maine, three friends who have attended every single Super Bowl are hoping for a memorable contest this year because it will probably be their final trip to the big game as a group. The three men are all in their 80s and have attended every game since the first AFL-NFL World Championship game was held 55 years ago, about seven miles from this year's venue, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. They're meeting at the game once again this year, but future meetings are in question. Don Chrisman, a Maine resident and the eldest of the group, at 85, said this is his last game. This is my last game. Gregory Eaton, 82 years old of Michigan, wants to keep attending, but his health concerns could get in the way. Even Tom Henschel, a football fanatic who spends the cold months in Florida, said Super Bowl LX in 2026 figures to be his last. The far-flung friends use the Super Bowl to meet up, spend some time together, and reminisce. But in the recent years, they've come to grips with the fact that it must come to an end one day, said Henschel, 80 years old. I still think I have a few years left. I'm going to try to make it to 60, but old man Age is catching up to all of us. It's a little dark. A little dark, right? An embarrassed burglar leaves $200 and flees home with his AR-15. From Santa Fe, New Mexico, the owners of a New Mexico home... Uh, quick side question. 
Are people from New Mexico known as New Mexicans? I just thought of this. Anyway, the owners of a New Mexico home were doubly surprised over the weekend to find a burglar in their house with an AR-15, only to have him apologize, give them money, and leave embarrassed. The man had slept, bathed, dined, and had some beer at the home on the outskirts of Santa Fe before the owners returned and discovered him sleeping in the Papa Bear's bed. No, I'm just kidding. According to Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office, police report cited by the Albuquerque Journal. He had an AR-15 scoped rifle, but did not threaten them or take any of their jewelry or other belongings. Instead, he gave the homeowners $200 as reimbursement for the window that he broke, the report said. The suspect, who was about six feet tall, and in his late 20s also shared a bit of his story, telling the owners he was running from someone and that his family had been killed in East Texas, according to the report. He said his car had broken down outside of Santa Fe. The homeowners told authorities that the man was extremely embarrassed and apologetic about the situation. The suspect left with a duffel bag and hanging and blah, blah. the suspect left the <sighs> the suspect left the home with his duffel bag and gun walking down a ditch. His alleged larcenies totaled $15, the report said. Sheriff deputies came to the house and searched in the ditch but could not find anyone. Well, bless that thief, right? I guess he wasn't a thief. From Charleston, West Virginia. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Bette Midler had some fighting words for West Virginians. She said, and I quote, West Virginians are poor, illiterate, and strung out. In a tweet after Senator Joe Manchin refused to support Joe Biden's Build Back Better Act. Build Back Better better. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Governor Jim Justice had a message for the singer and actress. Um, the 70-year-old Republican governor ended his televised State of the State address, State of the State, addressed Thursday night by lifting up his English bulldog into the air and flashing its rear end to the cameras in the crowd. Baby dog, tails, Bette Midler, and all those out there, kiss her hiney. Actually, I don't know a West Virginian accent. That is what Justice said, grinning as people applauded. Yeehaw! And gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> Justice had spent more than an hour touting the state's accomplishments, including two recently announced economic development projects. Absolutely too many people doubted us, he said. They'll never believe... <laughs> They never believed in West Virginia. They told every bad joke in the world about us. The crowd in the House of Delegates gallery included lawmakers, state Supreme Court justices, agency heads, and members of the high school girls basketball team who were sitting in the gallery. I mean, if Bette Miller is going to say that about your state, you got to clap back, right? You can't just let it happen. In Germany. That's not really Germany. That sounds more like Austria. In Germany, inmates find over a prison potato mash fight. I'm guessing that's mashed potatoes here in the States for some Americans. But it says here two female inmates at a German prison have been served a hefty fine for a brawl that began with a food fight. German news agency DPA reported Wednesday that the cellmates at a prison in Augsburg began throwing... I'm going to call it mashed potatoes just for the sake began throwing mashed potatoes at each other over a disagreement. 
one woman threw her entire plate of mashed potatoes at her to the other woman who responded in kind. The situation then escalated into a brawl in which both inmates were injured. The court in the southern town of Augsburg sentenced one defendant to pay 2,700 euros. Dang, they're prisoners though. How are they gonna get that money? Well, the other received a fine of 1,800 euros. And that is $3,000 and $2,000 respectively. If they fail to pay, the women could spend another 180 or 120 days behind bars, respectively, is what it says. Go figure. This next one takes place in Wellington, New Zealand. There's a lot of protesting going on right now. I got some uh, few listeners out in the New Zealand area. Greetings, friends. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, it says here, though, uh, from Wellington, New Zealand. Some countries might send in a riot squad to disperse trespassing protesters, but in New Zealand, authorities turned on sprinklers and Barry Manilow. Initial moves to try to flush out several hundred protesters who have been camped on Parliament's grassy ground since Tuesday had little to no effect. The protesters who had been voicing their opposition to coronavirus vaccine mandates responded to the soaking from the sprinklers by digging trenches and installing makeshift drain pipes to divert the water. Very smart. When a downpour hit Saturday, their numbers only grew. Protesters brought in bales of straw, which they scattered on the uh, sodden grounds of Parliament. Some shouted, some danced, and one group even performed a haka. By evening, Parliament Speaker Trevor Mallard had come up with a new plan to make protesters even more uncomfortable. Using a sound system to blast out vaccine messages, slash decades-old Barry Manilow songs, and the 1990s earworm hit Macarena on a repeat loop. Protesters responded by playing their own music, including Twisted Sisters' We're Not Gonna Take It. The protest began when a convoy of trucks and cars drove to Parliament from around the nation inspired by protests in Canada. At first, there were more than 1,000 protesters, but that number has dwindled now as the week wore on before growing again on Saturday. Everyone loves the Saturday. Everyone loves a good weekend to protest, right? The local police are not wearing riot gear or carrying guns in this matter, which is a smart move, I suppose. In response to questions from the Associated Press, New Zealand police said they did not remove... But I missed something. A video of two female officers briefly dragging a naked woman by her hair amid a scuffle went viral. In response to questions from the AP, New Zealand police said they did not remove the woman's clothing, as some people were claiming online, and that she had been naked for some time before her arrest. Police also said the images and videos didn't provide the full context of the protest activity or the situation that the police faced. On the other hand, some people in the neighborhood have suggested that they add the vaccine to drinking water. But I don't think it works that way, said Mallard. Mallard told the media he was responsible for the sound system loop as well. I'm sure he had those CDs just lying around. An outbreak of the Omicron variant had been growing, with New Zealand reporting a record 454 new cases on Saturday. But none of the 27 people hospitalized from the outbreak needed to be in ICU. Well, I'm going to make this episode short and sweet. I just wanted to get it back out there. That is going to finish it for the new segment. Um, stay tuned. Like I said, if you're hearing this, go to the Instagram page and check out the post. Follow the directions, and you could win a bump box retro pager 
Bluetooth wireless. Obviously, it's a wireless speaker. These things are really cool, man. Check out Bonebox's Instagram page, too. You'll see they have UFC fighters, football players, basketball players. Everyone's got one except you. But you can have one. Just go enter right now. Hurry up. What are you waiting for? Because time is almost up and your chances are really high of winning. That's because nobody, for some reason, everyone thinks it's a scam or something. It's not. Believe me. Anyways, uh, this next episode I'll be having, I'm planning some new segments, such as terrible Yelp reviews. I plan on doing that one. That one's going to be good. Um, it's funny interview questions. Would you rather? And so on and so on. So, uh, yeah, I'm back, baby. Let's rock and roll. You guys have a great rest of your weekend or whenever you listen to this. Rock on. Area 81 out. <laughs>